15 men on a dead man's chest Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum Drink and the devil be done for the rest Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum everyone it's time for geocache talk whether at work in the car or wherever you are we hope you enjoy the show please give it a like and subscribe on itunes stitcher or google play so that you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness big thanks to the travel bugs for the music and my patrons doug jones joshua and caleb slinkard it's their birthday by the way they're 27 today so happy birthday to my twins uh, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, and my, my new patron, Sydney Sawyer, Shermanator18. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, tonight we have uh, news from geocaching.com, our mega event update, along with our weekly product tip. And yes, this week I actually have a week, I actually have a product tip. Uh, I get ribbed sometimes by folks when I don't do a weekly product tip. Uh, but anyway, I have one this week. So let's jump right into show number 20. For Sunday, October 23rd, as I welcome my friends, Chris and Helen, the Land Sharks, to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Thank you hey, so much. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey. Oh, you bet. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm fascinated by this topic, and I was hoping, uh, this is a while back, um, I was thinking, you know, I really would like to talk to somebody about this, this topic, and um, what happened... Uh, was, and this is a shout out to Valena Mahar. She's like, you need to have the land sharks on the show. I'm like, all right, I've got a, I got a contact now. So uh, that's wonderful. Uh, we get to, we got to work this out. So um, geocaching news sponsored by FTF magazine. FTF magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And this next week, there is another souvenir you guys, uh, you guys keep track of the souvenirs, geocaching.com souvenirs? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We schedule our life around them. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week's interesting. Uh, yeah. As I've mentioned before on the show, Slinky Mama loves them because uh, you don't have to dust them. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So this week's uh, souvenir is um, the ghost of unfound caches and they have a nice little write-up on the webs uh the uh the link and it'll be in the show notes and i need to mention um since we had to make some changes uh, a couple weeks ago because of issues with feed burner um which we had to dump uh i think uh daryl uh, w4 uh, geo gearheads they had to dump uh feed burner too 
Uh, I talked about it briefly last week, but something I'm doing is I'm going to be taking all the show notes and putting them up on the website. So if you go to geocachetalk.com, you can go. Um, I've got, I'll, I'm working on getting them all put back up there, but every week's show notes will be up there. And so you can find this link and I should have that done uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, I'll have them all uh, put back up on the, on the, the website, but um, nice little write up about a um, little fun thing about Halloween. Um, you can get a um, souvenir between October 29th and October 31st, which um, there was a note uh, that I, somebody mentioned on Twitter about the fact that um, there's a span of time to find this one. You know how sometimes it's just one day that you have to find uh, a souvenir. This one you've got, you know, a few days that you can work, work with to, uh, to get this souvenir. So do you, uh, do you guys have something picked out? Have you, do do y'all have a lot of caches around you that are not found yet? Or how do y'all work? uh, How are y'all going to work this one, this souvenir? Uh, We are going to talk with our staff about it and come up with something and post it (laughs) on social media. So we're looking at a night cache in town. There's one that's been around forever that we've been looking at and looking at that we haven't done yet. So I think that might be the one. Okay, cool. That's a good idea. We got a we got a lot of caches in town. Yeah. This, <laughs> okay. This is a real, there's thousands. It's a real hotbed for caching yeah. here, and there's ones that are yeah masses and masses of the ghosts of unfound caches. So we're going to yeah. try and pick one that's that's going to be cool to use in our social media as well. Oh, neat! That's a great idea. Um, all right, good deal. Um, okay, well, we are going to talk tonight cruising and caching, and um, so, first, before we do that, though, let's let's talk a little bit about you guys. Um, if you would introduce yourselves and kind of tell us how you both learned about geocaching and what some of your uh, initial experience was. I guess first start with that. Well, we uh, started geocaching in um, near the end of June, 2006, which I think is the same year that you guys go into caching. Yes, it was. Six, 2005. Ten, yeah. 2005. Oh, 2005. 2005. So we're right. Yeah. 2005. We have a hard time remembering how many anniversaries we had. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how long we've been married either. So, you know, well, same, um, same general area of time. Yeah. 2005. Mm-hmm. And we went out for a hike with, which was fantastic. Our first cache was a hiking cache, um, with a friend of Chris's that he was in the Navy with when he was back when he was 19. And um, so we went out for a hike and he said, told us about this cool thing he just discovered and learned about and wanted to show it to us. Thought it would be right up our alley. So again, it kind of was. And we remember looking at some of the early cash logs and there were people that had like a hundred finds. And we thought that was just an incredibly ridiculous <laughs> goal to try and set because there's... <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, we, we, we kind of got hooked, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a it's been a lot of fun. We we use it as a travel guide more than anything now. It's it, that's one of our favorite things to do with it, um, go exploring new places. But uh, we get out on I try and get out on the weekends too, and a little bit here and there. Yeah. So uh, we still go caching with Eric. His caching name is Ixter. That's I C K S T E R. And actually, it was his it's his birthday today. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Ixter! Oh wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So we uh, we still go caching with him and his family, and yeah, it's um. It's he's he's around and 
yeah. it was perfect. Neat, neat. Um, so, so from that point forward, now, um, so from that point, uh, what happened? Yeah, what, where, <laughs> what, what happened? So, because y'all been now, did did you like for for us? We had a time where ours went down because of some, as we always talk about life getting in the way. Did you guys, yep. have y'all been pretty much straight? Um, no, we've no? been up and down. We kind of okay. go like this. Yeah. Not down too far, but definitely. never, never down. Right. Just sort of, there's some years and usually it's kids, um, right. work, you sure. know, moving house, there's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Weather. I, I'd, not, I'd say we've never lost interest. Never, uh, ever lost but, interest. Um, no. Yeah, I've definitely been been up and down but the best i think the most fun we have really is when we go traveling and you know kind of get back keep going back to that in my sometimes you get asked what's your what's your, what is your favorite thing about geocaching and i used to be the president of bcga and i was i would sometimes do talks about geocaching and why um, bcga is the british columbia geocaching association right and, you know why do you why do people get into it why what's the what's the thing behind it and it's you know for different people it's different things um it's it's a walk. It's, it's a reason to go for a walk. Some it's a destination on a hike. It's a reason to take your dog out, whatever. But I think one of our favorite things is uh, it, people hide geocaches and usually in places they think are cool. Mm -hmm. So if you're traveling and right. you go find some of the, especially the ones with favorite points, you're going to the places that the locals think are cool. And, and for me, that's my favorite thing. And that's, I think that's what keeps me going more than anything else is, is exploring these new places. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've gone places and we've just been very spontaneous, not had a lot of plans, knowing that we could rely on the geocaches to, to get us to places that were cool. Like especially Utah, mm -hmm. been down in yeah. Utah right? and um, just amazing. And um, we were down in Austin, Texas, visiting Chris's brother. And we, you know, went out geocaching. We sort them by favorite points. So we look at, okay, here's where we are. And then we sort it by favorite points. And then one thing we do is I've not always, but sometimes change our home location to where we are just oh. in case there's a first to find. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we have scooped first to find from under <laughs> the locals noses and they're like, what the heck? Where did where lab sharks come from? Right. <laughs> where are these people from? Yeah. You were yeah. down, down, uh, clo close to, close to my neck of the woods in Austin. But you know, that's, that really is something, you know, it's, um, you're, we are very much like you guys because um, like this weekend, we're going to be doing a little geocaching trip up into Oklahoma um, and kind of doing the same thing. We're looking for caches in a certain area that we really uh, like. And um, so we're going to use, uh, you know, we tend to, we tend to combine the same thing. We like to combine travel and geocaching. Um, yeah. So that's really um, something I think that, like you said, Chris, it's something that when we talk to people and they're like, why would, why would I ever go geocaching? And you can, you know, you can say, well, and I always, you know, we always talk about too the, um, the fact that, that um, there are places you, you, there are geocaches that have, like you, you were saying, Helen, they have a lot of favorite points, but not necessarily something that you would normally uh, go to. And so I always ex uh, use example of uh, this lock system in Oklahoma that we went to. Um, 
and visited because it's not on my, it's not on a travel. It's not on a tour guide list of anything, but you get there and you're like, this is unbelievably cool, you know? And you're like, there's these little places that I, it's hard to tell. Well, it's what, it's what I like to use to explain to people. Why would you ever do this? And, you know, recently we went to visit, um, Geocache her up in Kansas. And we ran over to the Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri intersection. And yeah. And so what's what's interesting about that little spot is there is no sign. There's a plaque there and there's a little monument. You cannot find this thing unless there was, you know, there's a virtual there. We would never have found it. In fact, we, we passed the street and we're like, was that a street? Are we supposed to turn down that thing? So you turn down a dirt road. There's no, I mean, there's no signs and boom, all of a sudden you're there. There's the monument. You know, we took some photos and had a, had a neat time. So there's, you know, there's, there's gotta be tens of thousands of those kind of stories, you know, yeah, of, of things yeah. like that. So my favorite one of those mm-hmm. is the old mash set site actually in Malibu mountains in California. Oh, wow. There's a, ca- there's a cache on the land. What used to be the Well, the landing pad with it helicopters right drop drop off the wounded yes and, uh, oh, yeah, it's a two mile hike through the mountains and but it's just an amazing spot that's awesome and uh, kind of neat piece of history there too yeah oh yeah. yeah i can i can oh yeah that's i was a huge mash fan growing up so um so what are some other places and we'll we'll talk about the the main topic here in a few couple minutes but what are some other places that you guys that come to mind when you think about uh, places you've been because of geocaching? Tennessee. Yeah. Definitely Tennessee. And we did one of those three corners. Yeah. Cool. Oh, it was Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. And we would never, ever have known that was there if it wasn't for a geocache that was right there. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, It was a a drive down a dirt road and a bit of a bushwhack. And there we were. Yeah. Um, Our reason for going though was we were uh, vendors at the at Geo Woodstock one time when it was in um, sure uh, yeah Bell, it was Bell in Buckle. Bell Buckle Tennessee we were yeah. vendors and so we so we added a few days yeah that was that was definitely there because of geocaching very um, cool now are, are y'all going yeah. to are y'all gonna go to North Carolina this next year no, no. <laughs> it's no. a it's a challenge for us to make it to a lot of those it's the distance sure. it's a pretty big distance and uh, to to be a vendor at those for us means bringing a lot of product across the border and back again. What we don't oh, bring yeah. it back again, and it's a bit of a hassle actually. So I understand. It's yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, we have to yeah. broker broker product into the U.S., broker product back out, and mm. then yeah, it's well. It's and that was that was pretty close to um, the cruise next year, which we'll talk yeah. about in a few minutes. But go ahead, tell yeah. tell, yeah. tell us. Tell me well, some we're looking more. at Geocoin. Look, mm-hmm. actually, keeping an eye on Geocoin Fest. It just been announced in Long Beach, California. Yes. Yeah. For next that's year. That's not too far. That's, that's close to Disneyland too. That's close to Disneyland. <laughs> oh yeah. I like, I like how I like how Chris thinks. I really do. And close uh, to Mexico. We've never found a cache in Mexico. Oh so yeah. We're like yeah. yeah. You know what? This sick. Yeah, it's on the radar. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um. So what are Scotland some other? Is another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Scotland. Yeah. yeah were... There was. I went to Mega Scotland which was held in the in the city that I was born in. I was born in Port Scotland and Mega Scotland was in Port Scotland and it was just like, okay, the world's stopping. I am going to this mega. 
so awesome. I got a hold of the organizers and I offered sponsorship. I asked to be a vendor and yeah, I made them an offer they couldn't refuse and it was perfect. And so off I went to Scotland and my cousin, um, actually her and her husband um, have a business called um, Sky Sharks. So it's like Land Sharks, but Sky Sharks. They sell oh. geocaching products in England. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, so we were we were vendors together and because I kind of help support their business. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's nice because all of our products available in the UK or is anything people want is available from Sky Sharks if they, you know, if that's another option for people. Oh, that's a, that's a cool idea. Um, yeah. So how was finding a, a cash back in your home country? Um, it was amazing that I found out, which I didn't know all the time I lived there. I used to tell people I live in the middle of Scotland. I live in the like the center of Scotland. Right. There's a geocache called Centrality. It is the geographic center <laughs> of Scotland. <laughs> That's awesome. It is literally three miles outside the village where I was raised. Well, you were right then. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> you live so in the that central. was very cool. Yeah. It was out in an area where there used to be a Pictish settlement. Um, like old, very early inhabitants of, you know, Scotland before it was Scotland. So right. it was, it was a really gorgeous area, beautiful area. And uh, yeah, I was very, very glad I did that. Plus there's a distillery tour of geocaches. You can go from distillery to di distillery, geocache to geocache. Oh, yeah, very cool. <clears throat> that so that's neat. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of Scottish tourism um, are getting into geocaching and using geocaching to bring people to their regions. Oh, great. Yes. Yes. We, we took a family trip to Scotland. I, I mentioned before the show, but uh, we started in Edinburgh, uh, we started in Glasgow and worked our way clockwise around the, around the country and end up back in, uh, in Edinburgh before we left. But uh, love this, love the country of, of Scotland. Mm. Uh, just enjoyed it tremendously. But um, you know, that's, that's neat how countries are starting or, you know, some touristing tourist boards or, you know, whatever are starting to look at combining geocaching in with their, with some of their mm -hmm. um, tourism slant, you know? Yeah. We get a lot and a lot of inquiries from <clears throat> the ones in Britain for, or mainly Scotland for custom coins that they want to give out as part of their promotion. So people get a passbook and they go find so many caches and, and then they can go um, either get a coin as a gift or purchase it after they've completed this um, series. So kind of like a geo tour. I, I don't know if there is any official geo tours there, but so we get those sorts of mm -hmm. um, inquiries because of our business. But then when we go there on holidays, we're going, okay, we know what we're doing when we go there. Right. We've, we've been involved in a lot of those sort of uh, geocaching tours and, and geo tours, um, yeah. even, even up in, in our region too, in British Columbia and other parts of Canada. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've worked with quite a few regions to um, around the world, just as either as advisors or actually on the committee to use geocaching um, to help bring people to their region. So like geotourism. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah, we've kind of briefly mentioned, but I want to I want to mention it at this point and kind of talk very briefly about because um, we want to get into cruising. But um, you started. Um, you've got a geocaching business, uh, Land Sharks. Uh, L A N D S H A H A R K Z dot C A. If you want to go to that website and check yeah. it out, but uh, when did you guys start uh, Landsharks dot C A? That we started in two thousand six. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was um, about a year after we got into caching, we started the business. Oh, neat. Um, kind of by accident. Um, we design. We were working designing map and interpretive signs for BC parks. We wrote oh, in the parks a lot. Very cool. And um, so we had all the graphic design software. We were mm. using it daily, anyways. And we um, helped the British Columbia Geocaching Association. They wanted to design a British Columbia coin. So we um, kind of entered a contest with a design. People loved it. And then it came up to, okay, where are we going to get this produced? Who's going to do this? Who's going to put up the money? And we said, well, you know, if you want, we're comfortable with taking this one step farther and designing it ready for production. And so we, we did that and then ended up getting it produced and went back to designing signs thinking, okay. And that was, that was the very first British Columbia geocoin in 2006. It's blue. It's got orca, two orca, first nation and traditional orcas. Quite oh, a yeah. popular sought after coin. Yeah, so I've that seen was that. our very first one. And um, and then we started getting and people asking us, can you design coins for us? Can you design <laughs> coins for us? Right. The so port- it kind of it grew from there, but then it, it's all it's morphed now more from just geocoins. Now we do a lot of coin, like challenge coins for military and police and fire departments and stuff. Not, not related uh, to geocoins. Right, not right, right, right. Yeah, so, very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's just, it's grown and just keeping us crazy busy and as part of the geocaching side of it with the geocoins mm-hmm. um we've sort of augmented that with other geocaching supplies so now we have a full full-fledged online full geocaching thing. supply wow. business yeah yeah so cool. we have, we own the canadian cacher brand so the mascot's a little guy named beaver dude yeah uh, like the canadian cacher beaver so we have um a whole line of geocaching products that are all branded canadian cacher or just generic branded products plus we bring in things from geocaching.com and some other sure. suppliers as well that we have you know, really good relationships with like Cash Advance, you know, happy right. to mention Lisa's sure. business because, you know, she supports ours and we support hers. Sure. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that is really neat. And then um, if you go to the website, there is a little spot on there about travel. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we're going to talk, we're going to, we're first going to talk about the, the, the tour or the cruise y'all just came off of and then we'll talk about next year's but is that um how many of those have been sort of land shark um cruises yeah how many of y'all done now um that was the that was the second second official one we've been geocaching by geo cruising ourselves okay Mm-hmm. But we officially promoting it and inviting other people to, you know, sign up and come along with us as part of a group. And we kind of be the tour guides and the hosts and stuff. We've done two now, one for the Caribbean and then this one for Alaska. Oh, very yeah, cool. the last one. Oh, okay, great. So let's, um, I'm going to share, <clears throat> uh, let me get my screen share set up. And we're going to look at some photos. And if you guys can maybe talk through sure, um, how everything went and we that so all right you see that okay yeah. yes hey land sharks at ca hey, um, there we are. yay there we are yeah. uh so um uh, this this one just just finished up only oh gosh it's only been what uh when a couple get... months it was it, it, it uh it was late august back. okay yeah, we... we were lucky to have some incredible weather actually the weather and on the alaska cruises can be a little bit iffy um, but we had um, a couple of mornings of uh, 
sort of you wake up and it's wet. It's obviously been raining, but we didn't really get down down poured upon. Right. Um, but then uh, you know, in Ketchikan on our last port visit, it was mm. shorts and t-shirt. It was really warm. Um, oh yeah. The, uh, but we started off the cruise with a bit of a meet and greet on the first sea day, which is what the top picture there is. Um, right. Just the, the group, and uh, we talk about what we're going to do, where we're, some of the places we're going, some of the things that we're going to expect them to see, and the, the shore excursions and so on. Um, make, yeah. We have a little gift for everybody, and make sure everybody gets a lanyard with a name so that they, we can sort of identify each other. And cool. um, we yeah, actually also had a. There's Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Land Monkey right there for everyone. That's right. Yeah, yeah they were on what two shows ago? They're right it? there. Yeah, yeah, they've been on a few. Uh, they've been on. It's been a, been a few shows, but yeah, they've been on uh, a, a few shows back. Um, also, I want to mention, and I'm gonna put it in the show notes as well. But um, to if you're if you're interested in this, and I, I'm always I, like I said, I'm, I'm interested in this topic. But if uh, my listeners uh, want more information about this uh, cruise i'm going to put it in the show show notes the um uh, geo gearheads show that was done um with um with mr and mrs lamb monkey were on uh, gearheads talking about yep. the alaska cruise which was a fun uh, they're they're a they're they're a lot of fun to listen to uh yeah but they, yeah they, they tell about the cruise as well but uh um so um i think that, they meant they mentioned about the hot tub earth caching right yes they did <laughs> yes they did they wanted and so uh daryl was actually uh interested in uh because uh, they suggested <laughs> such to daryl and, and scott burks because they always go out on uh, uh on christmas uh geo caching uh, okay and so their their joke was about getting a hot uh, getting one of those uh hot tub uh, limousines and uh, right. going around geocaching uh, and then being in the hot tub, which I don't think the time of year really probably lends itself to that. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, uh, so, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the cruise is um, the um, cruise is by, obviously you're not, you're not in, you're not in charge of the cruise. You're in charge of, yeah the people that are your little group that's going on the cruise? Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, we, okay. we kind of act as, uh, you could say, sort of uh, guides and helping coordinate things. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, but there's, I guess, you can be as involved or not involved as you wish. Okay. So you don't actually have to do what we're doing. Um, you know, anybody that comes along is welcome to, we kind of put it across like this. We, we enjoy cruising. We enjoy sharing our adventures with other people. And here's what we're going to be doing, and we, you know, we can we can coordinate some of the shore excursions and so on, so that we, you know, we can go geocaching as a group and share the experience. But if you want to do your own thing, fill your boots. You don't have to right. stick with everybody else. So it can be as much or little as you wish, kind of what everybody else is doing. Um, and that goes everything from from dining through to, through to the onboard activities to the to the shore excursions. Okay. Because some so. people came on the cruise with their family or with kids or like adult adult children, sure. Um, and so you know there might have been one cashier in that group of four, for example. Oh, so that each yeah. each yeah, so that that port they might you know go do other activities and not come on the geocaching tour, trip, the shore excursion that we planned, or they might come on it. That was up to them. Okay, um, you know how they want to spend the day. So. And the other thing, I guess, is that we, with these excursions and so on, 
it's it's as much or even more really about exploring the place and 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 um, it's definitely we want to get some geocaches in the, in the locations but it's not about trying to get all the geocaches as many as you can if yeah not about numbers it's about it's about experiencing some having some adventures together and experiencing some new places and that for us is really it's how we travel it's how what we enjoy um, but we also like to light up the map in the different places so yes <laughs> so well, that's uh, that is the two. That is very much what uh, Susan and I do. Uh, we, we we do exactly that. We will we like to go to a place and um, like we recently went to Kansas. We wanted to go to the little house, one of the little house on the Prairie museums. Uh, oh, yeah. Susan's, oh, Susan's wow. big Susan's a big fan of. Uh, and so, like you said, we didn't find every geocache in in that area. We found you know the virtual that was there. We met up with a, a, a new friend of ours that lives in that area. We did some geocaching together, but yet we did not. Um, we're not really numbers people. Yeah. We don't. And so Susan and I don't. You know, we don't. We kind of keep track of it. I mean, that was um, that was our one thousandth uh, geocache that we had found was at the Little House on the Prairie Museum. So we kind of. Nice. We obviously did some coordination there to get that. Yeah. But um, that was what I think intrigued me about hearing about the stories about this trip was um, in, you know, listening to, 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 to the land monkeys talk about um, how this was done. So do you, um, how much, um, how much do you, do you, do you, do you talk to people that are going to be on the trip beforehand or do you, how do you determine how much, or do you just kind of give them a lot of information and let them sift through it to figure out what caches do they should find? Do you give them like a list of here's a couple we of favorites do, uh, or, okay. We do pocket cruise for the area beforehand. Okay. And um, like for this next cruise, we actually, well, for Alaska, we had a reviewer along with us. Um, oh, cool. So RCA 777, the, pic the picture you have right now with the glacier and the lady in the purple jacket on the far right. Right here. He's next right beside her. That's his wife. Oh, that's, so that's, oh, okay. that's our friend Roy. Roy's um, from Ontario. Cool. He's a reviewer there. Oh, um, cool. So yeah, Cash Shadow. So he, he kind of offered to look after the pocket queries. Now, it was pretty easy going to Alaska and going to these ports because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like Victoria or Vancouver where there's like, you know, thousands, thousands of caches. Sure. So we kind of just did a big bullet of all the caches there and um, plus the route all the way up and back and got the earth caches. Um, One thing. Oh, we yeah. have that on our websites. People mm -hmm. could download that off the website and yeah. look through it themselves. Oh, cool. And we did, um, the one thing we did sort of plan, you could, you could kind of do as much a little caching as you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we did tell people, okay, these are the earth caches that we hope to get, and here's how we're going to do that. And there was a little bit of coordination that we did. Um, mostly, I think we talked about it with them at the introductory sort of meet and greet that we had. But um, being that some of them were going to be done from the cruise ship, we kind of looked ahead and, and planned, okay, we're going to do this one. And like the uh, Marjorie Glacier, for example. Um, you, right. you do that from the ship and you, and you're, you the, the ship sort of sits there in front of the place. You're just amazing. Oh my goodness. It was oh, amazing. wow. But, uh, yeah, I'd heard that, there that, was some, some things you could do like earth caches you could do from the ship. Yeah. 
Yeah, the yeah. day that we were in Glacier Bay, it, the, all the itinerary for the cruise ship said was cruising Glacier Bay. Yeah, that's and there the was, one there. Yeah, yeah, that there. There was a naturalist or a couple of naturalists that came on board and did interpretation from this room, the Crow's Nest, okay. which had a fantastic view. Mm -hmm. um, and it was on speakers, so you could hear it on different parts of the, of the cruise ship as well. Um, and they actually just sort of hung out there for an hour up near one of the glaciers. Marjorie um, Glacier. Mar Marjorie Glacier. And sure. that's when this calving happened, and Chris managed to catch a photo of it. But it was <laughs> really I was boring. standing there with my camera pointed in that thing. Right, you just hour. were there, and boom. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. missing it. Yeah, that's awesome. So that, that was the one where... Um, um, we Tracy, Laura, and I were in the hot tub. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Cashing from a hot tub. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got to be done if you can do it. Awesome. Well, um, yeah. so then now um, some of these are are uh, these are all pretty standard excursions for Alaska trip. Ketchikan is very, very yeah. much built. I mean, they've. They are the they are one of the major stops, I guess, on 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 Alaska cruise. So um, that's right. So when you like when you were planning for for a because uh, have you ever been up to Ketchikan before? Or you, no. Was, was this y'all's first time? Okay. This was yeah. our first time to Alaska. So what happened on the Caribbean cruise was. We only planned one group shore excursion okay. and in Barbados. And then the rest of them, we just kind of said to people, you know, feel free yep. just to plan your own thing. We don't want to make, you know, force you to have our holiday. Right. But, so one, one of the things we also did, though, don't mind if I No, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. Uh, one, of the things, one of the things we also do is uh, on these cruises, we will find a spot on the cruise ship. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little scout around on the first day. We'll find a spot that sort of looks like it's going to be um, able to handle it a few dozen people if necessary and will be available. So sometimes it's one of the lounges that, you know, sort of on the upper deck or something. Right. And we'll arrange to meet everybody at say eight o'clock or seven thirty or something like that. We'll look at the schedule with dinners and everything. Right. And we'll meet there and then we'll just have an informal get together and touch base on what people are doing and what we're planning on doing the next day. So on the Caribbean cruise, what happened is that we would do that and then a lot of people are just, okay, what are we up to next day? And we realized I guess that a lot, you know, that um it it would make it would have made a lot more sense to have planned something in each place that people could opt out of rather than rather than right. not having something planned in each place that and then trying to figure out what we're going to do. Sure. So um, so that that worked out really well for this one. The train ride, for example, we had mm -hmm. a full bus load of people. Um, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bribe the bus driver, but he didn't need he didn't need a cash bribe. But I was going to if I had to to go just pass Carcross into the little uh, littlest desert. I, I heard about this. Run. Yes. Yeah. Because you want to find yeah. a cache up there. We wanted to find a cache up there. There was an earth cache. It was about five minutes past Carcross, which is where the bus would normally drop us off to catch right. the train. So we uh, talked the driver. He was talked to me to go up there. Yeah. So he took us up there. That was really good. Yay! That's and awesome. Then, uh, well, the night before, at our eight o'clock, at our eight o'clock meeting the night before, we reminded yeah. everyone that's going on the train trip. Mm -hmm. If we have any chance of getting, you know, the, to to the littlest desert, we're going to need to be at that bus early because we want, sure. you know, we have we as knew soon as it's there, we need to be on. We got to go. We got to go. There, yeah, we got to get on it because it drives. It's a long journey from mm -hmm. Skagway all the way up to Carcross. It lets you off. You've got like fifteen minutes there. Then you hop on the train. And you train all the way back down again. Right. So here we are saying, can you take us five minutes farther to this earth cache? 
<laughs> and we also need to be there for a little while. So we said to everyone, when you get off the ship the next morning, you got to race out there and get out there and be ready to get on the bus because we're going to try and, you know. If the bus is even if there. The, if the bus is there. Right. We want, we we'll want to get, get fully it. loaded and get on the road early so we kind of buy 10 minutes of time if necessary. And we had 50-odd people we had there all ready to go. Over people. They were all standing there waiting there ready yeah. to go. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome. And the yeah. driver was gung ho. He was he was right into it. He's like, "Yeah, let's do it." Oh, yeah. neat. So yeah, that I, was fun. I heard that um, that people got together and kind of made sure that their notes all you know that they were correct and you know. Yeah, we did that on the last day. Uh, it just just so happened that this particular cruise has a, a sea day at the front end, and there's like port, 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 and okay. then a sea a sea day at the back end. Mm -hmm. um, so we had the meet and greet and I did a photography seminar on the front yeah. first day. Very cool. And then, um, and then the last day we had a, a little get together. We actually, this was not planned at the beginning of the trip, but during the trip we, we realized we could book a room. And, uh, so we arranged to, uh, have another little meet and greet at the last day, just to talk over the earth caches and, and have a lot, sort of a final touch base before everybody went on their, went on their way home. Very neat. Yeah. So, so before we hmm. went, we actually, all the earth caches, um, I went through and made PDFs of them all, put them in date order. So wow. these are the ones we're doing on these dates. And I highlighted all the questions and I said, you know, this is what you need to read uh -huh. when we're out there. So people, and I said, you can either, you know, save it on a handheld device, print it off, but you don't need to. I had a paper copy with me. So then we went through all that on the very last day. We went through every earth cash question by question, just to make sure, because I offered to submit answers um, unless there's cash owners, the you know, on behalf mm -hmm. of the group, I said, I'll submit answers on behalf of the whole group sure. and just, you know, confirm with the earth cash owner that that's okay with them. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure that I'm putting in answers that you guys all agree with. And if the case says something, I don't know, perhaps you could help me, you know, if there's right. a couple of areas. So we kind of had a bit of a discussion about some of them and then You're all standing there. Sure. Yeah. So very, like we own a lot of earth caches and I know mm -hmm. I don't want to get 54 emails if I can get one. Right. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're all, you're all yeah. standing. They're all going to be the same. They're all going to yeah. be the same. Really. They're all the same. So. They're all standing right there. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, um, so next year, we're going to talk about this trip, Canada, yeah. New England, 2017. So, this looks, this looks really cool. And y'all have a really good write up, even already. It's, uh, you know, nine months away and you're still, uh, you've got some good info information here. So, um, so you're going to be on, now was the last one Holland America or was on another cruise line? Yes. The last one was Holland America. The one before that was, um, Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Okay. All right. So we're not tied to anyone. Sure. Yeah. It just coincidentally happened. Whichever one's best really. that you want to do. Yeah. And what's interesting is a couple, couple tweets I did this week. I actually went and found this, 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 uh, ship. And used it in some of the tweets. I don't know if y'all noticed that okay. or not. But yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So I this went and found the, the, the Venom. Yeah, that's the one. So um, you're going to be going to six U.S. Canadian ports of call. Now, is that – I've never been on a cruise. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm yep. uh, learning. And hopefully everybody else is kind of learning as we go. Is that a lot of ports of call or is that um, uh, a quality amount? It's a, it's a seven-day cruise. So okay. that's actually a lot for well it's well the last one is montreal you arrive in montreal yeah. so it's considered one of the protocols because it's the final spot and right. i think they consider boston yeah. yeah yeah so there's boston bar harbor halifax sydney charlottetown and then quebec city and montreal so yeah 
I mean, for people that have never been to any of those places, they're going to seven. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, really right. what, uh, interesting. What's really neat is uh, the it's so what ends up happening is you spend anywhere sort of between six and ten hours or something like that in in each of the ports. Yeah. Um, so there's lots to do on board the ship, but at the same time, these places um, have some amazing history. Helm, I have actually been to. Ever been Boston, Halifax, Sydney, Charlottetown? Right. It's all, I've been to everyone except Bar Harbor. I think you have too, right? Oh, neat. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Unlike some of the other cruises we've done, we've been to most of these places and it's, but it's, it's just amazing. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful ports of call. I'm sure Bar Harbor is too. I've heard it's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and the history that's in some of these places, like the, for example, that um, when the Titanic sank, a lot of the people were brought to Halifax and Halifax, there's a lot of yes. burials, uh, there's a lot of graves in Halifax, for example, Titanic yeah. um, people. History um, there. Up not far from Sydney is Fort Lewisburg, which changed hands between the British and the French numerous times back in the 1700s, and it's a oh. full re full reconstruction of, of this, this yeah. fort. Um, uh, Charlottetown is is sort of the birth of, birthplace of Confederation for Canada. Mm -hmm. um, Quebec City is uh, 400 years old. It's it is it's an amazing historical city. It's a walled city. walled city. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. 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 So um, it's, it's really neat. And then naturally, the, we're going to wind up in Montreal on the 1st of July. And July 1st is uh, Canada Day. It's basically the celebration of yeah. independence um, saw that. or uh, yeah. confederation. 150th centennial. Yes. So it's a, it's yeah. there's a lot of stuff planned. Um, in, and we're, we're, what, two hours, I guess, from Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada. Right. So there's a whole, in the Montreal-Ottawa region between those two, there's a lot of uh, celebrations going to be going on. So it's going to be a lot of fun um, on, Ju on July 1st. So Neat. it's the last day, yeah. And for geocaching, Halifax is very mm -hmm. close to Canada's very first geocache. Oh, okay. So we're hidden by East River, so we're hoping, the plan is to um, do an excursion that we arrange right. ourselves that sure. goes out to Peggy, Peggy's Cove, which is gorgeous waterfront area, mm -hmm. and then to Canada's first geocache, and then back to Halifax to downtown so people can then go and explore Halifax for a few hours by themselves because there's, there's so much to see and do in Halifax. Oh, cool. But for any, anyone who wants to log Canada's very first geocache, that would be the excursion to be on, and yeah, this would definitely be a great group to do it with. Very neat. So, uh, yeah, so there's, um, stay tuned to this page, um, uh, travel.landsharks.ca as you guys, you know, keep updating and sending out information, um, on this, uh, on this trip. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, for me, it's an area of the country. I've been, been a lot of parts of the U S I've never been, uh, in a couple different uh, countries, but I've never been up in this area, never been to Canada. And so this is a, a fascinating uh, look at this, uh, um, area of the world that I, I, I think I, I would definitely want to, to go visit. I've been to Boston, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, now, um, so yeah, everybody, you know, kind of keep, keep track of this. And, um, do you have a list, uh, for people to, uh, where they can, people can get, or uh, how do people usually get updated on, uh, I'm going to stop sharing for a minute here. So, um, how well there's a, a facebook page okay maybe helen can you want to talk about yeah we have facebook a facebook well? page um it's called geocaching adventures with land sharks okay cool and so that's specifically good page travel. okay yeah 
So we have our business land sharks Facebook page, and then this is the the travel one is geocaching adventures for yeah. land sharks. Okay, cool. But also, and when one signs up for the cruise, then there's mm -hmm. another uh, Facebook page which is specifically for the cruise um, for the cruise people. Yeah, people. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we also will send out emails and things like that sure. with updated information and so on. Okay, but yeah. right now uh, we're still in the process of just finalizing what the shore excursions are going to be in those different ports. Mm -hmm. So that's not those are not on the site just yet, although yeah. they're they're going to be similar kind of adventures we've as we've done in the past on the other cruises. But oh, um, cool. we, we just haven't made the final calls to which ones yet. So they're going to go up there soon. Right, right. And so and I'll have a a, a link in the the show notes as well as far as for the uh, Facebook page uh, for people that uh, that have interest. Uh, and just travel and all that. But now this is interesting. This trip is a, uh, a one-way cruise. <laughs> it's going yeah. one. It's going to go one direction. So they're not going to bring you back to Boston. Now is that um, as far as you guys know about just cruises in general? Are there is that abnormal or is that kind it's, of? It it varies actually. A lot of cruises do go in and out of the same place. And um, if you're if if the if the if you if that same place is close to home, then that's yeah. really convenient. If mm -hmm. you're flying in and out of somewhere, then it almost doesn't make any difference. You fly into one place, sure. you fly to somewhere else. Um, but uh, repositioning cruises typically do a one-way thing, where cruise ships like at the end of the Alaska season, they're all going down to California. You do there's one-way cruises there. Um, the longer Alaska cruises, there are seven-day Alaska cruises where you go all the way up to Juneau, and that's basically oh, too far Anchorage. to or Anchorage rather, Anchorage, not wow. Juneau, Anchorage. Mm -hmm. So they go all the way up to Anchorage, and then you have the option of staying on the ship for a second week to come back, or or that is a terminus point for the cruise where people can get off and then fly home, or maybe take another way home, like a, a train or something like that. Right. Um, I think take the train all the way, but yeah. So yeah, just so there's, yeah. There's this people can some people cruise up to Anchorage, then they get the train to the Yukon, and right. then they might might fly home from somewhere up there. Yeah, so one-way so, cruises, there's quite a few. Like this one we're doing, you could do the opposite. You could fly to Montreal, get on the cruise ship, and do the same route, end up in Boston, and then fly home. Yeah, the week after. But then <clears> you won't be with us, so. Yeah. Oh, so right. The, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to go to go cruising with other geocachers. You, yeah, I was you wondering about similar, that. Because you, you have something in common to share the adventure with. Even if it's not just the geocaching adventure, you go on, you know, you're exploring something new, but there's, you got some, something in common with people. And it's a lot of fun to share the adventure with other people that, oh, absolutely. Uh, that you kind of share that. It's kind of like having, it's kind of like enjoying um, an event with others, but you're moving yeah. and doing the event every day for the whole trip, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then and you nobody guys... has to drive. So right. You... <laughs> that's exactly. That's my, yeah. that's a perfect trip for me. I don't want to be driving around, you know, let somebody drive yeah. me around. Um, and now, um, so a couple of, a couple of things about uh, the sort of cruises uh, and geocaching in, in sort of in a general sense. Um, so um, on the trip you provided uh, or you, you guys would sort of get, get together uh in an informal sense for dinner or yeah. did, okay well what, actually i'm gonna um this 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 has come up a number of times sometimes when we talk to people about cruising mm -hmm. and um some of the cruise lines um not the ones that we've been on to date but some of the cruise lines do advertise oh you know you can go dining whenever you want um so what we do is we try and book a single time block of um block of tables okay. so when you do that um 
basically you always end up sitting at the same table with the same folks, but then you're, you know, you're right next to other people within your group right. and you've got the same waiters. So they get to know the things you like. They get to know, okay, you like sugar in your coffee or not, or whatever that, you know, maybe you like a glass of wine with your app, you know, at the beginning of your meal and then you like a certain type, whatever that is, they get to know you and they just sort of, and, and the service just kind of flows really nicely, but you're not fixed to that dining time. So if you want to eat at a different restaurant, if you want to, uh, if you want to stay ashore, you know, there's maybe you're short till 10 o'clock at night or something on a later, a longer day, shore day, you don't have to be there for dinner, but it does give you the option to be dining with your friends and dining and, and be with the servers that kind of know you. So we, we really like doing that because it gives everybody an opportunity to sort of be in the same area, have a little, have a chat, enjoy, talk about the day and so on. And then, um, so that's, uh, I wouldn't say that's an informal get together for dinner because it's, it's, it's formalized with the cruise ship that that time is set for us in a, you know, we'll may have maybe have half a dozen tables that are our tables and, and that's sort of set in, uh, set in the schedule for us if we want it. Um, and then uh, informally we have, as I was saying, we have to sort of once, once every evening, say eight o'clock or seven thirty or whatever it is, and we'll get together in a, in a lounge or something like that. Um, and just have a quick chat about uh, what we're doing the next day and how things went for people and so on. And but those are those are those have been a lot of fun actually. The, the evening chat is good as well for people that didn't maybe didn't come on our group excursion, but went and did thing. their own thing. They yeah. went hiking or they you know they went off and did something with their family. They often will come back and share about what they did or caches they found. Um, so it's a, it's just a great way to just get together and you yeah. know just have a quick chat at the end of the day touch base and hear everyone's stories while they're still fresh sure no yeah. that's a that's a neat idea you know because like you said you i like how you've kind of switched things around a little bit in the sense that um uh, from the from the caribbean trip to the this last trip and that is um um you're i mean you're sensitive to what everyone wants to do but i like the idea that you've kind of prepared um something that I can sort of work off of because I, I, yep. I think like, mm -hmm. like you said, I, I think I would want to most nights I'd want to be there. Cause you know, I, I'm more likely won't know too many people, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have, yeah. you, you meet people on a trip, but, but you kind of, it's kind of neat to meet geocachers and be able to kind of hang out and tell war stories about geocaching. But yet, like you said, if you need to, if you want to run off for something, even on the ship and go eat somewhere else, you know, you do your own, you can do your own thing. But then I, yeah. but I like that idea that you guys have something sort of set. Um, kind, of, kind of like you said, the excursions, you know, um, uh, I can, I like that idea that here are some recommended excursions, people who have been on cruises before they're, avid geocachers like me. Therefore I've got something I really um, can really sink my teeth into. But yet at the same time, if I've done some research and there's something I want to do a little different, I can run off and do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even the, um, the shore excursions that we've, that we've done that have been sort of more formalized, you know, on your, let's say you chose to do that with us. We always try to make sure that there's enough, that there's short enough that there's time for you to do your own thing as well. So you're not going to be stuck doing just that and then right. ship and off we go. You would definitely have anywhere between 
three, four, five, sometimes even more hours mm -hmm. to yourself in the, in that city to or that location to uh, to explore on your and own too. So. you can do a little combination of the two of them yep. together on each yep. other. So, so yeah, so I think uh, that works out well. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I know we can we can all go look on you know go Google you know what you should do on a you know what you should do to prepare for a cruise, but. From your guys' perspective, what are some things that um, somebody who's never been on a cruise before, but yet wants to, and, and is a geocacher, what are some some things you really suggest that they either prepare for, um, bring with them? What are some things that you guys have had uh, your experience uh, with that you think are sort of highly recommended that you either do or, or bring with you and yeah on the trips. Um, well, I would say there's a lot of people geocaching with smartphones nowadays. And I'd say for a cruise, you really want to bring a GPS. Okay. Um, and have it, you know, loaded up, ready to go. The, there's times when there's, ooh, no, there's, ooh, ooh. I got an idea. there's no cell service. <laughs> Wait, there's Chris has got an idea. <laughs> also, it's a good idea to make sure, because a lot of the cruises go multi-country. So you want to make sure that your data plan if you are mm. going to use a cell phone and there is service that your data plan is going to be set up so that you get, you know, you're not right. spending a lot of money roaming in different um, countries. Yeah. Especially so, the next, the next one yeah. is starts in the U S ends in Canada. So you need to plan accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Even the, even the Alaska one, it started in Canada. And in the U S right. We ended up in, and we ended up in car cross in the Yukon. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. This, yeah the yeah. Skagway trip, we went left Skagway, Alaska. We went through British Columbia and into the Yukon and then back again. So, but yeah, people should, because there's times when there's no cell service, no data, like you mm -hmm. just need, you need things um, on a GPS is probably best. There's some, some of the places that we've, might go in Halifax, not in Halifax, but when we get down to Peggy's Cove or, you know, occasionally you're in a rural community and all of a sudden you go, oh, I don't have service. The person next to you does because they're on a different company, you know, or you need to use your roaming or whatever. So it's it's a good idea to do your pocket queries and put them on a GPS if you can. Right. No, that's, one that's, thing. that's really good advice. Yeah. Bring lots mm -hmm. of GPS food. Um, bring your cables. So the nice thing about cruising is you get into your room, into your cabin, you can unpack. Oh, that's true. Close away. Yeah. Um, but you can have your little sex area where, okay, this is where you we charge everything. An area where you charge everything. A section. A section oh. of the counter. The section <laughs> of the... A section of the counter, cabin. which is used for charging. So all your cables are there, easy to grab. Right. Um, I think an, another thing to keep in mind, uh, still on the data and cell phone stuff, um, is that uh, data is actually very expensive on board the ship. Oh, so if, wow. If yeah, you, I didn't think about that. If you decide that. to use the ship for data, they charge fairly handsomely for, the, well. uh, for use right. of data. So wow. you want to <laughs> have as much that. as you can. Yeah, so wait till you're in port to use data in a coffee shop or something or just have stuff preloaded on your GPS. Yeah, well, that's best. that's a good place yeah. to make money if you are on a if you own a cruise thing. Is to, it's kind of like an airplane, yeah. you know. Now they yeah, yeah. provide Wi-Fi, but I'm sure it's outrageous prices so yeah yeah okay other um, things i guess you want to uh you don't have a baggage limit on the ship so you can bring as much bags as you want but if you're flying of course you got well, you may have limitations with the bags there but um um if you're near they don't, if you're they don't near care. the port you can mm -hmm. yeah that's you can interesting bring as much as you want interesting you I can didn't... bring on as much as you want we see people packing <laughs> on like wedding dresses and the people that are going on to get married 
Oh yeah, they, that's a neat yeah, idea. They they bring lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so did you bring sort of your? Did you bring us? Like I have a really, I have a big clunky geocaching bag, but there's times when I need to, I really need to create sort of a geocaching bag light. You know what I mean? It's, it's a micro bag. Yeah. A little micro bag. Do y'all, do y'all carry all your stuff with you? Like no, to fix no. caches and baggies? No, just, just, just kind of tone it down a little bit, I guess, just because you're, especially if you're flying with yeah, you know, well, you gotta have, you gotta have room for clothes too. Yeah. I guess the other thing on the cruise is um, clothes. Of... <laughs> Who needs clothes? Dude? I always carry geocaching. I just need one yeah. set of clothes, right? That's all I need. They do. Um, a lot of the cruises do have uh, a formal night. Um, it used to be a, a real like um, tuxedo type of night, and uh, but it is a it's a good idea to make sure you got a collared shirt and a, and a tie for for when they do that. They'll often do maybe two formal nights. Okay. So that just means that dinner and everything is a little more dressed up than usual, but mm -hmm. it's uh, kind of a lot idea. of people were kind of shying away from that. No, I'll just go to the buffet that night because I don't want to get dressed. But it's actually it's it's kind of fun and yeah, it's so it's, it's nice. not it's not something to be afraid of. Just bring a bring a shirt and a collar and a tie, and it's, and it's Tuck, easy enough for the guys. Tuxedos are no longer required. Uh. No, <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. There'll so, be people in tuxedos, but no, it's right, not there was required. maybe. There was very few people on tuxedos, whereas sure. the previous cruise, there was a few more. And the cruise we actually did ourselves prior was there was even more. But this right. this time, I don't recall seeing maybe more than one or two. Right. So it's not necessary. So the formal night's nice. You know, just get dressed up a little more. You know, put mm -hmm. a tie on, put a dress on. Sure. And, um, I don't put a dress on. It's a cool, cool idea. Good yeah, movies. that's probably not a good idea for Chris, <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, which, you know, I don't know. I'll just, you know, you know what they, <laughs> what, they own, right? what they do up in Victoria, you know, British Columbia. I'm not quite sure, but, uh, um, so not, so I don't need to really drag all my geocaching stuff with me. Just the... I took pencils. Like I always like to carry a, extra pencils cause it seems I'm always finding caches without a writing implement mm -hmm. and I carried spare log sheets, but those are all lightweight. So I could do some minor cash maintenance without okay. you know doing a major thing that i might do at home if i found a, a cash sure. that needed needed help um and i carried small little little signature tags and then i did bring some of the coins and tags that we made for the cruise to actually leave unactivated in caches up there just kind of oh neat idea yeah that's that's that is another good idea is plan ahead that if you want to drop off a travel bug did y'all find a lot of yeah size Containers that you could drop something in, or again, mm -hmm. you yeah, you plan, quite a few you, actually. You plan ahead. Obviously, you can yeah. you look ahead at what caches in a sense you want to want to find, and um, yeah. so that's neat. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, Another thing I think for geocaching cruises, um, occasionally there's a temptation for people to uh, try and book themselves an event when they get to a location, mm -hmm. right? And um, our recommendation is not to, not to do that. Um, we, we know people in a lot of the ports and we're actually going to be talking to some of the locals for setting up events. Right. Um, right. but we've seen, and we have a lot of cruise traffic actually through Victoria here. And we've seen a number of cases where somebody will book themselves an event and the weather's kind of bad and the cruise ship doesn't come in. Right. So they don't even make it to their own event. So unless you got a really close link to a local who can kind of be your backup lead for them for an event, it's, it's a little bit, um, taking a bit of a risk, taking a bit right. of risk. And it's really, Makes it's kind of, it's not, it's, you're in somebody else's backyard. It's, in a way, it's kind of nice to let them host yeah, an event. 
Yeah, it can be kind of well, so. and like you said, there's a little bit of some uncertainty. I I, I was listening to the show, um, the Geo Gearhead show, and and uh, Land Monkeys were talking about how you know they. I think did you guys on the Alaska cruise? You ended up you ended up going to a spot that was sort of it was kind of up in the air whether you were going to make it there to that particular location yeah. or not. And end up y'all did go yeah. there. Okay. That was the, well, it was the earth cache after the smallest desert. So we asked the driver to take us to the littlest desert. Well, I guess he must've taken geocaches before because he said, well, there's this lake a little farther on. If you want, we can go there too. And it was the earth cache that I said to people, look, don't get, don't get your hopes up. I yeah. don't think we're going to make it there. Right. But then we ended up getting there. Oh, cool. We all, most of us stayed on the bus. He said, okay, one person can go off and photograph everything. So cool yeah, Laura, was, Laura was telling the story about that one too. On yeah. 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 So that's neat. So yeah. very cool. Go ahead. In Halifax and in Charlottetown, Quebec city, likely Montreal, we know people in all those ports. And so we will probably ask the locals if they want to, would they host an event? Okay, um, cool. We found that some on the Caribbean cruise, there were events that people were hosting either from our ship or other ships, but often you were off out exploring and you'd go, Oh my goodness, we, we should really go back for that event at three fifteen. but wow, we're out here yeah. having this great time, you know? Right. So, Cause you don't really know what you're going to expect when, when you get there. Yeah. And, and the other thing is you set, sometimes you, people will set coordinates based on a Google earth um, snap and, uh, and it ends up being like behind, you know, just in a bad place. It's behind a, uh, fence or something like that and so yeah it's so we're going to work with the locals good and plus Neat. we'll try and do them either yeah you know the good time to do it is actually right before you're going to get like half an hour before the mm, ship leaves so gotcha. everyone's back anyways and they have to be there um yeah you... that's a good time <laughs> rather than the middle of the day or first thing in the morning yeah that cruise ship ain't ain't stopping for nobody it's gonna it's got a schedule to keep it does. yeah yeah um, so what are, uh, kind of to wrap up the, the cruise portion of this, of the show, what, is there anything else you can think of that you want to mention about that? And then we're going to talk about uh, product here in a moment, but, uh, what, uh, is there anything else you can think of on that topic? Uh, um, well, one thing that comes to mind, Christy, our office manager, um, is the one who's doing all the cruise bookings for us. She actually spent 10 years as a, um, licensed travel travel consultant. So she is her her line of work before she came to work for us was a she was a travel agent. So she knows exactly what she's doing. She's really awesome at this. Um, for example, she's got lists of people who are singles, you know, who might be interested in having a, a shared cabin, you know, with somebody. So you know, if somebody is um, you know by themselves but would like to go on this cruise, the thing to do is get in touch with Christy. Right. And um, you know, just put it out there that they might be interested in sharing a cabin with somebody. You know, she'd put the two people in touch and they can chat about it and see if they're a good fit themselves and mm -hmm. they can decide. Um, but yeah, Christy's uh, a fabulous resource. If anybody has any questions about the logistics of, you know, booking the cruise, getting to Boston, getting home from Montreal, you know, passports, you know, right. everyone's going to need a passport. You're, That's true. Yeah. You're moving, yeah. you're going to a different country. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you have to have a passport. So anyway, but Christy's a great resource. Yeah, we're actually pretty lucky. That, I mean, it's just a coincidence that that was her previous. And life. she's a geocacher. Her geocaching um, name is Geo Travelers. Oh, neat. Yeah. Good. So she, but what it means, though, that somebody who's looking for information or, you know, wants to get wants to talk to somebody about it, they can talk to Christy and she's just super, super knowledgeable. 
and what she's, you know, the information she passes on is, is it's good information. It's, she knows what she's talking about. Right. So, yeah. She's got, yeah. A, she's got a great experience. So that is neat. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, yeah. Um, uh, we're, we can have to look into that <laughs> and I hope other yeah. people will too. Cause that's a, it's a fascinating, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be, a ton yeah, of fun. it looks like it's going to be great. So, uh, well, wonderful. Well, um, I want to mention some mega event news uh, sponsored by IB Geocaching Supplies. Uh, best side for geocoins, cache containers, much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. Um, there are um, a couple megas coming up. If people are in, I know there's Halloween Hoopla. Uh, Joshua uh, Johnson, geocaching vlogger, I think he may be going there. We may see him there. He's That's in Maplewood, Minnesota. Then there's one that um, I think some I think uh, Valena Mahar was in the show notes. I think she mentioned she's going to this. Uh, it's in New Jersey on uh, the 29th uh, Metro Gathering event, Haunted Village. It's in New. I think I'm gonna look at the chat room real fast. I think I saw that uh, mentioned. Um, yes, Valena is going to be going to that one. So. Very cool, Valena, uh, that you're going up to that uh, event. And there's some others. I've got a list, uh, obviously, on the website, also in the show notes. Uh, one in Australia, in Victoria, Australia. <laughs> uh, uh, they're having a mega there uh, in November. And there's some in the Czech Republic. It'd be cool to kind of just travel around and just do mega events. Wouldn't that be great just to go that from there? That would be awesome. <laughs> mega, yeah. just be a mega Throw event. Throw the occasional giga event. Just to yeah, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> toss in a, head to Germany and uh, yeah. hit, hit a giga once in a while, you know, that'd be awesome. So now are there, are there any mega events that happen up in uh, near yeah. y'all? Is there, okay. Is there? Um, there's a series called, it's, well, comparable to Geo Woodstock is that it, it travels around from place to place. It's a Western Canadian mega event series. It's called okay. WestCan. Okay. So WestCan 7 is happening in Swift Current, Saskatchewan um, this summer. And I prayed I don't have the exact date That's in fine. front of me. How far? July, right? I'll put, put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably late July. How far is it, do you think, from you to Saskatchewan? I don't know. It, I know it's, 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 it's Western it Canada. Be, be, yeah, it'd be about West a 20-hour drive. Okay. We'd probably, you know, it would be a three-day road trip, or we'd oh, fly. Fly over the But that, that event, we've actually hosted. We hosted West Can 2 here on Vancouver Island. Oh, neat. So it, it travels between British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. It's always in one of those provinces. Okay, very cool. Every year in the summer. And then uh, Product Review of the Week, sponsored by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app can be found at cashly.com. And this week's product is um, very cool. We have a Halloween trackable and Helen is showing it right now. There it is. Um, now tell us a little bit about how we can get uh, get our hands on one of those trackables right there. Yeah, so this is the trackable tag and um, we're, it's, it has this happy Halloween. Um, that's very cool We're looking. Off, I like that one. We, we have them for sale on our website, but we are also giving them away. So when people spend, started on Friday, when people spend $25 before tax and shipping, we will include one for free. If you spend $50, you get two. Spend $75, you get three. That's Canadian so, dollars. So it's that's actually... Canadian dollars. So yeah, our, our website is in Canadian dollars. And if we ship to the okay. U.S., 
like daily we ship daily and so when americans come and you know put you go online do online shopping put things in your cart and when you get to paypal it converts it to us dollars okay very very good deal that is great for for you guys it is a good deal (laughs) yeah so uh 25 Mm. canadian so what yes approximately let me make a note in my show notes with it what is 1.3 the exchange is about 1.35 for us so okay so it's a little better for us chris is quickly doing Uh, math uh, we're gonna figure this out real quick (laughs) right it's like four bucks for us no i'm kidding (laughs) <laughs> no, it's approximately approximately eighteen eighteen dollars and fifty cents US oh, is approximately what twenty five yeah. Canadian is right now. Okay, cool. So, so if I can, yeah. oh, that's neat. Very cool. And this is while supplies last. We I know that we had a lot of orders this weekend. Yeah, um, you were telling me that so um, this is on it's been busy because <laughs> this got mentioned or is or is listed on the geocaching.com site. So you're getting hit. Yeah. By, <laughs> a lot of people. We we yeah they um we put a new banner ad campaign on geocaching.com as well on um on Friday so I think I might have started or it might be starting Monday but um so it, uh, that though is targeted to Canadians so you oh, may okay. not see that in the US it. okay um it's um yeah so that's that's targeted up here I believe but Probably. we're going to be um putting up a cruise one that'll be targeted to Americans and Canadians and Europe, probably Europeans too. Yeah, I want to. I forgot to mention uh, as I was starting to wrap up the show, but I do want to ask you real quick: when, when can I sign up for the for next year's cruise? Now, and is my first question. I guess my second question is: when do you would the red alarm go off for me as to when should I when should I be signing up to book the cruise? The sooner you well, the sooner you sign up. Like they, the cruise line has perks and offers and things. Okay. And they change them every month, okay. it seems. But the sooner you sign up, the sooner you can, you know, choose to take part or accept that offer that they're offering. Um, if you wait too late, then they may have taken that offer off. Okay. So, um, and then the other, pricing the other thing I is, I think that, we're locked in pretty good for pricing. Yeah, but the okay. other thing is we 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 block book a, sec, a bunch of cabins. Okay. And if the cruise ship decides that it needs a certain type of cabin and they've run out from the other, these, these cruises fill up pretty fast. So if sure. they run out of what they need, they're going to start using ours. So it starts taking them. Yeah. Yeah. So, they'll only let us hold them for so long. Sure. So um, when's sort of a red alert time for like January, should I be, should I definitely be booked by January or is that too late? That it, I would hope You're, it's okay. You risk People, it. If, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the thing you do, if you want, if you think you want to go get a hold of Christy and you put down a deposit Okay. and the deposit's refundable, so you can change your mind. Right. Up to so a certain you, you, date. Up probably. to a certain point. Yeah. yeah. I think and that then, date's in May. Or May April, the fi- there's a final there's April, a date, drop dead date when you got to make your final payment. That's not too bad yeah. though. I mean, that's a pretty good yeah. long time to be able to reserve, you know? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah. the sooner, the, the, so really, the drop dead date is that April, April, May. I think it's on the website for the date. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the sooner the better. That your your options start to deplete as as time goes on. So time goes the choices on. of cabins, yeah. like if so, you... last time near the end, there was less cabins to choose from in our right. Water. So right now, there's a whole range of different cabins to choose from. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do to secure your cabin is pay a deposit. It's like a couple hundred dollars, and you yeah. you've paid your deposit. You you choose your cabin. You choose to dine with us at six o'clock. You choose that you want this package and 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now is the time when you've got options. You have less options. The longer you wait, right. the less options you have. And more likely, the options that are that are left are probably not maybe not the ones I want. You know, so yeah, you, you want to be able to pick well, the, the ones. Well, the penthouse, the penthouse <laughs> still be available, but right. it's up there. And... <laughs> yes, the yeah. dollars go up probably. Of, do I want to spend yeah. more on that? You know, and you have to kind of make that decision. You know, about yeah. about the timing. So, well, that's like really... they have they have obstructed cabins and unobstructed cabins. Oh, like, you, you know, know got to think about these kind of things. Inside exactly. Cabins, Inside balcony, yeah. you name it. Also, oh, it's near the okay. elevator or away from the elevator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a lot of things to think about, but yeah, you, 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 I, I like the, the, I appreciate you mentioning that. Cause that's, uh, something to, you know, if you're gonna make a decision, you know, it really does, uh, pay to, to, uh, get in. And like you said, the, since the deposits really, you're not paying all of it up front. You can kind of get in, you know, if you're like more, more than likely you're going to do that, you're going to do the cruise, get in now. And then you can kind of, you know, make your final decision a little later, but yeah, that's right. Very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> so, um, so next week, uh, for show 21, I've got Limax is going to be on the show with me to, uh, we're talking about, we're going to do a Halloween theme and, uh, talk a little bit about, um, geocaching around Halloween. Uh, the next week on November 6th, I have on Russ Atkinson. Uh, he's also going to give away, uh, he's going to wants to give away a book. So I guess he's an author. Yeah, he's an author. <laughs> if you're familiar with the Cliff Knoll series, uh, Russ has written several books uh, and several geocaching adventures. And so uh, Russ is going to be on to talk about that and geocaching, his geocaching experience on November 6th. And then November 13th, um, kind of dubbing it Puzzle Week because uh, Jennifer of Team AJK, Team Magic is going to be on my show uh, talking about puzzle cache creation. And then a few days later, she's going to be on uh, Geo Gearheads to talk about puzzles. So uh, we'll have to uh, talk to Daryl. We'll, we'll have to talk about, um, you know, promoting Puzzle Week. because we have uh, She's going to be on two uh, podcasts that same week. So, but anyway, but well, Chris and Helen, thank you so much uh, thank you. for being, thank being, you. being on the show. And um, definitely want to have you uh, guys on again, maybe in the spring. We can talk more uh, about... Uh, the upcoming uh, cruise again and um, you know just talk about uh, you know the the inner workings of getting getting ready for something like that and um, mm-hmm. that'll be neat uh, to keep up with you guys and find out uh, yeah, you yeah, you how that's going fun. yep so I hope everybody enjoyed the show tonight uh, please email me your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on twitter at Geocache Talk and Facebook at facebook.com slash Geocache Talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on that subscribe button down below uh, so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Do what Chris and Helen do. Do a little cruise. Enjoy the time doing that. <laughs> and go geocaching. So, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Everybody follow me.